Thank God for our choir today. Let's encourage them. They help usher us into the presence of the Lord today. Our choir and our music department. Today is day 14 of 21 days of prayer and fasting. How many of you all have kept all of your commitments throughout the 21 days? Praise God. Look around this room. I just want to say this publicly. There's never been a time in my life when I was more proud to be a member of a church. Because, you know, even though I'm the pastor, I'm a member of Linked Up Church. Never been more proud to be a member of this church and also the pastor of this church than on yesterday. Over 600 people came out for, for prayer on yesterday morning. Come on, let's give God glory for that. Let's give God glory for that. And then I could sense the urgency. See, I could sense it this morning. Everyone didn't get here, but you could sense that the attempt was to get here. And watch this now, because I'm, I'm positive, and we built on last week. So there were more here today for pre-service prayer than they were last week. So how many of you know we're moving in the right direction, right? just want to encourage you all. Come on out. Bring your supply so that God can have his way in these services. If you did your devotion on this morning, it was excellent. It was about humility blocks from 1 Peter chapter 5, humbling yourself under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you. I mean, if God exalts you, can't no man take you down. And it's really just about not being a know-it-all. What you're saying is, God, I don't know much of anything, but you know everything. And I'm going to trust you to give me the wisdom to navigate through whatever challenge it is that I'm having right now. Today we're in a series entitled Prayer Culture. It's what God's desiring to do in Linked Up Church is to create an environment and a culture where prayer is a priority. I mean, you know, the crowds come on Sunday, but the church prays. The core of the church takes prayer seriously, and that's what this series and this message is all about. Love on somebody today. Just tell them God bless you. Let them know you're glad to see them, and then you can be seated. I want to welcome our online viewing audience today. So good to have you uh, with us. Even though I can't physically see you, I know you look good this morning, and I know things are well uh, with you also. And so glad to have you. Uh, if you're following along today, uh, you can follow along two ways now. You can follow along in our linked up app, and you'll also see a section there where you can just type right in and, uh, today's service, and it'll come right up. The notes will be right there as well. Also, the YouVersion Bible app that you all are already familiar with. Just go to the events tab, click on that tab, and then go to Linked Up Church, and the outline is right there. All right, let's pick up. We're talking about prayer culture. And we have defined culture as the behaviors and beliefs characteristic of a particular social, ethnic, or age group. It is the sum total of ways of living built up by a group of human beings and transmitted from one generation to the next. So now we're talking about legacy. Legacy is what you leave behind. And if I'm a good pastor and if Linked Up Church has done a good job, if my wife and I, we've done a good job, how many know Linked Up Church will carry on long after we leave? Right? And that's the, the mark of legacy is that what you left ends up being greater than what you were. All parents should desire that their children go further than they did. Do I have any good parents in here today, right? All parents want their children to be better 
and to go further. And just like as a church, I would love for the plug to far exceed our accomplishments as they begin to matriculate over in here to the worship center and then linked up kids. And legacy is all about what you leave behind. And so we can transmit prayer culture to that next generation. Let's go to our foundation text in Acts chapter 2. And let's look how the first century, let's look at how the first century church accomplished this. In Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 41, it says, Then those who gladly received his word were baptized. So they got saved and then they were water baptized. And that day about 3,000 souls were added to them. And they continued steadfastly. Now we learned last week that that word steadfastly means earnestly, means that they persevered, and it also means that they were devoted, right? So we're talking about a committed, devoted group of individuals. And I believe this church will only go as far as this entire corporate body is devoted to prayer. I mean, sermons by themselves will not build something great for the kingdom of God. It's the prayers that undergird those sermons that takes us where God wants us to land. So this group is earnest. They're, they persevere. See, they get up a little earlier on Sunday mornings to get the kids ready because prayer is important to them or whatever obstacles that they have. They just get up a little early and persevere through those. And so there's several things they persevered and they were devoted to. They were devoted to the apostles' doctrine or the word that they were taught. They were devoted to fellowship, so they didn't just get together uh, on Sunday mornings. They were committed to getting together throughout the course of the week. I mean, those are called connect groups here at Linked Up Church, right? Everyone should be involved in one of those. They were devoted to breaking bread. And then watch this. We don't really focus on this one a lot, but they were devoted to prayers. Then, see, then is there because after all of that, this is what happened. So if they don't do that, we don't get then. Does that make sense to everyone in the room? A lot of times what the church wants is then without doing that. Prayer must go before miracles, signs, and wonders. He will only meet us at the level that we expect him to. Okay? So then, so this is what follows. Then fear came upon every soul. Many wonders and signs were done through the apostles. Notice, wonders, signs, and miracles came after a devotion and perseverance to prayer. And then they sold their possessions and goods and divided them to all as everyone had need. Now we see a contagious generosity about this group of people. So they so continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, they ate their food with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor, divine influence, influence, benefits, grace, joy, and liberality. Did anyone experience God's favor on this week? Raise your hand if you just experienced God's favor. Sometimes it's as simple as just pulling up to the grocery store and a park, parking spot opens up right at the front just for you, right? And it says they had this with all the people and the Lord added to the church daily those that are getting, were being saved. I'm challenging this group. How uh, I many know people can't get saved daily unless we work daily? Today, in this model that is currently called Linked Up Church, the only day people are added is on Sunday mornings. But how I many know he wants to add them at your schools? He wants to add them on your job. He wants to add them at the grocery store. 
He wants to add them at the gym. He needs us being sensitive to everything that's going on around us so that he can use us to help add souls to his kingdom. Now, we left off talking about six reasons the church needs corporate prayer. We talked about number one, urgency. Number two, being focused. Let's pick up today with challenge. When we talk about corporate prayer, corporate prayer should have some level and some degree of challenge to it. Now, let's go to Jeremiah chapter 29. Jeremiah chapter 29. We're going to read verses 11 through 13, and it is a powerful promise written to a corporate body of believers. But the way I'll minister it today is a little different than the way we've kind of used it over the years. Right? How many of y'all have heard people say, uh, I know God wants to give me a future and a hope and an expected end? How many of y'all have heard people say that, right? And they're using it in the context of he's going to get me out of the situation that I'm in. How many of y'all are familiar with that, right? Most of the people, right? Watch this. Let's read this and kind of let's really dissect it in terms of context. We're going to share it from a contextual standpoint today. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 13, the New King James Version says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. Did you know that you were on God's mind? Did you all know that God was thinking about you? I'm talking about right now, God is thinking about how to bless you. He's thinking about how to get you from where you currently are to where you have prayed to be. You're on his mind. God said, for I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, prophetically, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and go to me and pray to me, and I will listen to you. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Now, let's talk about context here. The Israelites were in exile. They are under punishment from God as a result of their disobedience. I mean, everything that bad happens to you is not the devil. I mean, our, our disobedience can bring consequences. But because he's a merciful God, he's always going to, within those consequences, show you how to succeed. All right? So let me give you context, some more context. So what's going on here is the prophet Jeremiah confronts the false prophet Hananiah. You can read that in chapter 28. That false prophet had boldly uh, proclaimed that God was going to free Israel from Babylon in two years. Spoiler alert. How many of y'all know that did not happen? Always be careful of people prophesying to you. I'm serious. You know how many people over the years have told me what God was getting ready to do? And if I don't know what God told me, I'm getting ready to run off and follow a whole lot of stuff that he didn't tell me to do. All right? And so Jeremiah is confronting that because God actually didn't say that. So Jeremiah calls out Hananiah's lie and then states the promise that we just read in Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, God does indeed have a good plan for the Israelites, but it is a plan that will give them a hope and a prospering future. Now, doesn't that sound really good? 
All right, we're talking context here. Let's keep, let's keep listening. The thing is, before he shares this promise, he gives them this directive from God. He says, seek the peace. Matter of fact, put Jeremiah 29, 7 on the screen in the NIV. Notice what he says to them a little bit earlier in verse 7. I want to read it out of the NIV here. He says, also seek the peace and prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you will prosper. Amen. I'm going to teach you something in this today, okay? I hope you're paying attention. So this is not at all what the Israelites actually wanted to hear. Most of us are saying, God, get me out of this situation now. Sometimes God is saying, pray for peace in it. And when you pray for peace in it, as it prospers, so will you prosper. See, some of us are saying, get me out of this job. And God is saying, I need you to stay in that job. All right. I won't get ahead of myself. Some of y'all are saying, get me out of this marriage. And it's a trick of the enemy. God is saying, pray for the peace of it. And as it prospers, you'll prosper. No amens on that one right there. This is not at all, again, what the Israelites wanted to hear. They wanted to be told that they were going home. They wanted to be told that their suffering was going to end. How many of y'all are in a situation right now that, that really, if, if you could have your will in this situation, stop it today, God. Raise your hand right now. Look around this room. Like, right? I'm talking about as I'm speaking, stop it right now, God. Look around this room. Look at all the hands. I'm going to teach you something here today. Right? Instead, God's plan for them was to stay right where they were and to help prosper the nation that he had enslaved them to. You all ready for this this morning? Because it's going to require some maturity to hear this. I got good news for you. Sometimes the grass is not greener on the other side. I need some folks that have lived a few years to just help me. Come on, somebody say amen. A lot of us have gone over there to the other side. Right? Only to find out it's worse over there in this new dream job that I, I prayed for that the Lord blessed me with. Hello, somebody. Not what I thought it was going to be. Because in reality, God was telling you to stay where you were and pray for the peace of it. And as it prospers, you'll prosper. All right, now watch this. After that then came what I call the biggest blow. In verse 10, God says that he would fulfill this. Put verse 10 up on the screen for me. Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 10, New King James Version. Notice what he says here in verse 10. Now, when do they want it? When do all of us want it? Okay, let me show you what he said in Jeremiah 29 verse 10 if we can get that verse up on the screen I'll quote it while they're looking for it 
He says to them here, after 70 years are completed in Babylon. It's somebody out there, the mouth just like this. <laughs> After 70 years, if they can get verse 10 up there, I'd appreciate it. Jeremiah 29, 10. This meant that none in the current generation, it's going to take maturity now, that are listening to this would ever return home. But their job was to set it up for the next generation. There are times when God wants to use us. I mean, you know, David didn't get the opportunity to build the temple. It was David's job to prepare the resources for his son to build the temple. You don't know what you're staying in a situation long enough is setting up for the next generation. Oh, man. Let me give you some general wisdom here. I mean, you know, when you meditate the scripture, he'll give you revelation of it. Let me give you some general wisdom. Sometimes the best scenario is to not to get out of my current situation. It's to learn how to grow up in it. Because if I never grow up in it, where are you really going? Why does history repeat itself? We didn't learn the lessons of our past. I feel like I just made the devil so mad in here right now. Can you all just encourage me? Can we just give God a real good hallelujah? Thank you, Jesus. So now, of course, God, let me give you some general wisdom. Of course, God knows the plans he has for us. And ultimately, he will give us a glorious future. But as we walk out our lives on this earth, listen here. Let's remember that the best growth comes through persevering through trials, not escaping them. I believe God could have gave us a building the first year, but we wouldn't have learned no lessons. So the five years, the four years were about the pastor needing to grow up. And as long as I cooperated with what he was wanting to do in me, he always had a future and a hope for me. But how many of y'all know it could have took us 40 years to get here? Can I just be transparent, a, a humble moment? The reason it took us four years is because it took me four years to get over myself. And what happened to me? When in reality, didn't no one do anything to me. God was trying to do something in me. And he, and he allowed a situation to grow me up. And the quicker I cooperated with that,
longer I would have sat there and said, what they did to me and how could they do me like this and blah, 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 I'd have stayed in my situation. The moment I said, God, you are God and there's none like you in all the earth. You're the creator of heaven and earth and all that there is, there is. What are you looking to do in me through this situation? Use it to grow me up, Father. The moment I came under that, things began to move. When we learn perseverance, we will find supernatural joy. See, some of us don't want to grow up. We don't want to get over ourselves. Still fighting for our way. The longer we do that, we're going to stay in our current situation. So now, what hard thing are you currently going through right now? In the midst of your challenge, I want you to remember Jeremiah 29, but I want you to remember it for the right reasons. Not that God is trying to cause you to escape something right now. What he's literally trying to do is grow you up in your current situation. Don't have a false hope that God is going to take something away from you. Have a true gospel confidence that in the midst of it, God is going to teach me how to grow up, persevere through it, so that who I become when I come out of it was greater than I was while I was in it. How many of y'all know that's what God is ultimately after? Okay? Now, I've got some corporate prayer points for us very quickly. We're going to take a couple of minutes, and we're going to pray about these. Because you might be in a marriage right now that you think, you know what? I'm this, uh, you know what? You know what? You know what? I mean, you know, sometimes we can be tempted in our families to just give up on our families. God is saying don't give up. Persevere through it. But we're human beings, right? Right? Anybody other human beings in here? Anybody ever been to a place where you just want to throw your hands up? Say, you know what? Forget all y'all. Am I the only human being in here today? Am I the only human being in here today? God is always going to say, no, stay in that and persevere. Some of you are in jobs right now where you're saying, you know what? <laughs> you know what? And what God is calling you to do is to pray for the peace on that job. What God is saying to you, I'm not saying this is for everyone, but what God is saying to you, as that job prospers, that's how you'll prosper. See, we're steady attacking our employers, going off on people. Come on, somebody. Going at our bosses, right? Trying to set up stuff, do all kind of stuff to get back at them. How many of that will never be God's way? God's way is that you pray for the peace of it. Understanding that as that boss and that job prospers, he's going to prosper your life. But you might say, well, Pastor, what if they don't give me a raise? God has a million ways to get resources for you when you do the right things for the right reason. All right? Put those corporate prayer points on the board. I don't know where you're at today, but let's just take a few moments to pray over these. Okay? Let's all stand to our feet. Hallelujah. How many of y'all glad you came today? All right? Now, they're up here on the screen, right? They'll go right up on the screen. 
This is about what we're all praying about corporately. How I many know we aren't all dealing with the same thing? So I want you to take a moment. I want you to pray for the peace and prosperity of where you are right now in your marriage, your family, on your job, whatever it is that you're dealing with right now. Pray for the peace of it and call it by name. And then seek God with all of your heart. Because remember he said, when you seek me, you'll find me. When you search for me with all of your heart. Let's pray corporately. I'm going to turn my mic off because this is your moment. I'm not leading you in this. This is your moment. Now, Father, as we have all prayed for the peace and the prosperity of where we are right now, we commit to seek you even further through your word and through prayer. And we're going to seek you with all of our hearts, Father, trusting that you're going to give us the understanding to know what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. In Jesus' name. And if you agree with that, just go ahead and lift up a victory shout in this place right now. Come on, you can do better than that. Lift up a victory shout. All right. Number four, you can be seated. Let's talk about one voice. Let's talk about one voice. We're talking about prayer culture and six things that we need to focus on when we're talking about corporate prayer. We need to learn how to have one voice towards things. So there's another powerful principle about corporate prayer is the one voice principle or one accord, right? Being on one accord. There is a supernatural dynamic that occurs when an entire congregation prays on the same thing. Go with me to Acts chapter 4, and we're going to read verses 23 through 31 out of the New King James Version. Acts chapter 4, verses 23 through 31 out of the New King James Version. It says, in being let go, let me give you some of the backdrop here. Of course, we don't start at verse 23. We'll miss the context, right? Earlier in this chapter, actually, you have to go all the way back to chapter 3. Uh, when Peter uh, walked up to the gate, which is called Beautiful, there was a lame man at that gate begging for money. And Peter said to him, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have in the name of Jesus, wise up and walk. He reached down, grabbed him by the hand, and the man leaps up and begins to walk. And, of course, they run into the temple. I know when they run into the temple, the uh, scribes and the Pharisees get jealous. Right? And they have Peter and John cast into prison over into the fourth chapter, and then they're brought before the Sanhedrin, and the Sanhedrin commands Peter and John to never use the name of Jesus ever again. And as a result of him saying that, Peter gets more bold. He says, whether it's right to obey you or to, to obey man or to obey God, right? And so he goes on to follow that. An interesting part about that story is the lame man is standing there right with him while he's sharing this before the Sanhedrin. I can almost envision the lame man is like, yeah, yeah, you all saw me when I was lame. Now look at me. You telling me God didn't do this? I, just, I don't know. That's how I envision the story going. 
right? And they're before the Sanhedrin, and the Sanhedrin tells Peter to literally never ever preach or teach in that name. Do nothing in the name of Jesus. And Peter is preaching about Jesus Christ, his resurrection uh, from the dead, and it is driving them mad. And signs and wonders are following that. Now we'll pick the story up in verse 23. And being let go, they went to their own companions. How I many you know when you get in trouble, you need to go around your own people. You need to get around people who believe like you do. The last thing you need to do is get around somebody that's going to tell you something against God. Right? You want to get around people that are going to pray for you, encourage you, and tell you what God said about your situation. So being let go, they went to their own companions. They reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. So when they heard that, they raised their voice to God with one accord, one mind. That word one accord means one mind, one voice. And they said, Lord, you are God who made heaven and earth and the sea and all that is in them, who by the mouth of your servant David have said, why do the nations rage? So they're quoting scriptures and the people plot vain things. The kings of the earth look, uh, took their stand and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For truly against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate and the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together to do whatever your hand and your promise determined before to be done. Now, Lord, look on their threats and grant your servants with that with all boldness we may speak your word. How I many know anytime somebody tells you to do something against God, you need to be more bolder about doing it. And how many of y'all know heaven will back you up? I said, how many of y'all know heaven will back you up? Don't ever be afraid of the world and what it can do to you. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. If you have to take a stand in front of hundreds of people and everyone in the crowd is against you, I promise you today that you and God are a majority. There are more that are with you if you'll open up your spiritual eyes. There are angels all around you. Come on, somebody. There are chariots all around you. You have more protection than you will ever ever know he gives his angels charge over you to keep you in all of your ways never be afraid of the threats of this world when God is on your side take a bold stand for God and the things of God and he will back you up every single time so now what ended up happening here in verse uh, 30 here it says here by stretching forth out your hand to heal and that signs and wonders now notice what they were threatened and put in, getting ready to get put in jail for was healing people. And you know what they're praying? Lord, stretch forth your hands to heal more people. Somebody's getting ready to get healed today. I said somebody's getting ready to get healed today. So now they decide to become even more bolder and pray for more of what got them put in jail in the first place says, by stretching forth your hands to heal and that signs and wonders may be done through the name of your holy servant Jesus. And when they had prayed, the place where they were assembled together was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God with boldness. The King James Version says, and suddenly after they prayed, God gave a sudden response 
to people who were willing to be bold and take a stand for the things of God. Now, stand to your feet. If you have any form of sickness or disease in your body right now, we are going to stretch forth our hands to heal, and we're going to join ourselves corporately as a body that signs and wonders will follow the Word of God. If you need physical healing in your body, just lift up your hand right now. Lift it up. If you need, look around this room. You don't, you have a right to be healed. Okay, now I want you to follow the direction of the ushers in here. If you're on these two sides, I want you to go to that wall over there, and then they will lead you in. If you're in the riser, split it down the middle. If you're on this side, I want you to go to the wall over here. And if you're not coming down here, I want you to stay in an attitude of prayer today, okay? From this right here all the way over, if your hand is lifted, go to that wall. Don't do anything. Follow the direction of the ushers. From this side all the way over, if you need physical healing in your body, just go to this wall. Don't do anything else. Follow the direction of the ushers. Musicians will begin to prepare themselves, and then at their direction, do what they tell you to do, okay? At their direction, do what they tell you to do. Believers praying all around the room. Come on, I mean bold believers praying all around the room. People are being healed today. They were healed over 2,000 years ago, but now they're going to walk in the physical manifestation of it. Let's bring another group over on this side. Come on, let's bring another group over on this side. Come on. All right. All right. Now, let me help you all from the front, ushers. As we lay hands on them, you want to take this half and this side back up that way, this half and this side back up that way, bring two new groups in, okay? And we're moving uh, efficiently, okay? Believers, stretch your hands towards them and pray right now. This is a corporate prayer moment. Put the prayer points up on the screen, right? Right? These are things that you could be praying from that text that we just read if you don't know what to pray. That we'll continue to speak the word with boldness. God will manifest healing in every one of these individuals' lives and signs and wonders will follow the word. You can pray those three corporate prayer points as I'm praying over them right now. If you all could do me a favor, don't check out, don't look at your phone. I want you to pray for them as if you needed the same healing that they need. I want you to use your supply of the spirit to love on them today. Pray for them right now in Jesus' name. My wife's going to help me. I'm going to start on this end, babe. Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, be healed now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. Healed in Jesus' name. different. That's different. That's different. Healing flows into your body now. In the name of Jesus. 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 Get back here. Get closer. Stay closer. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. 
Somebody expected to receive. Lift your hands to the Father. Sing me something. Slow them. Lift your hands to the Father. Come down here expecting to receive. Come down expecting to receive. Already in an attitude of prayer. Already in an attitude of expectancy. Expect God to heal your body. Line up with it right now. Lift your hands to the Father. We take authority over it in the name of Jesus. We take authority over it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, he flows into this body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all in your body, too. That's everything. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, church, don't stop praying. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, church, let me feel your prayers out there. Don't stop praying. Don't spectate. Come on, bring them in. Bring them in. Bring them in. As I'm going that way, Greg, you're bringing that next group in. Okay? Same thing on that side. As I'm, thank you. Thank you. Come on, church, pray. Come on, church, pray. He's fishing. He's fishing. Come on, come expect it. Come expect it. Come on, come expect it. Come expect it. Lift your hands to the Father. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. That belongs to you. That's yours. Yeah. He sees that. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's his power. Just enjoy that. Enjoy it, enjoy that. Yeah. In Jesus' name. 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 Come on, link up, church. Come on, link up, church. Pray out there. Come on, church. Pray, 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 pray. Come on, come expect it to receive. Oh, yeah, healing. The children's bread belongs to you. Belongs to you. Yeah, belongs to you. Yeah, let her enjoy that. Let her enjoy that. The presence of the Lord. In Jesus' name. Holy Spirit, have your way. Here comes the glory. In Jesus' name. 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 Yeah, that's it. That's it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Yeah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. 
fullness of your worship. Something is happening in this atmosphere. Here comes the healing of the Keep praying, church. Don't spectate, church. Don't wane on me. Keep praying as if this were you down here. Come on. Keep praying. In the name of Jesus. Lift your hands to the Father. Lift your hands to the Father. Healing is the children's bread. It belongs to you. Yeah. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Silver and gold have I none. But in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
are here for you. In Jesus' name. Come and do that's it. That's it. Yeah,
Hallelujah. Pastor Gregory, while he was laying hands on people, see, oftentimes I'm just praying in the spirit to be a spiritual backup. But oftentimes, Holy Spirit downloads some things into my spirit. And this one, I just believe that I have to share. He said earlier in the message that sometimes the situation that we're in is a result of sin. Not sin of commission, but sin of omission. For some of you, God has already told you what to do. Start obeying what he's already told you to do. That's good. That's good. That's good. And in that, he'll give you your next steps. Psalms talks about how obedience is better than sacrifice. And you're believing that somehow God will help you bypass step one in your sacrifice of prayer and fasting. But he's not going to bypass step one because if you're not going to obey him in step one, you're not going to obey him in step two. Hallelujah. And there's someone here, I think there's two women here. I don't even know the name of it, but it came up in my spirit a few times. Polycystic, um, polycystic fibrosis or something like that. CCO, PCOS. Two women, I'm expecting to hear a supernatural report. Because the Spirit of the Lord, everybody, for everybody, but the Spirit of the Lord has really downloaded. I don't know who you are, but I know that the Holy Spirit said there's two women that's got instant recovery, instant healing in this PCOS. So I have an expectation of a testimony soon and real soon in Jesus' name. Stay up here for a moment, babe. Uh, how many of you know everything doesn't always come through the leader? And so I'm yielding to something Minister Bernard just shared with him, but it agrees with my spirit. And that's him being sensitive in the service, that there are people that are online that you need physical healing in your body. You're behind that camera right there, it's this camera to my right. Stretch your hands towards it right now. I want everyone in this room, let's stretch our hands towards every person watching online. If you need physical healing in your body right now, we lay our hands on that camera right now as a point of contact. There is no distance in prayer. And we declare that from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, that by his stripes, you are healed in Jesus' name. If you receive your healing on that camera today, just type in, I receive it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now let's just lift up our voices and give God a shout in this place. Come on, hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Now, if you already noticed something physically different in your body right now, you already believe that you are healed, lift your hand up in the air right now. Look around this room. Look, look around this room. Come on, look around this room. That is the power of corporate prayer, folks. If we want to see more miracles, more signs, more wonders, we've got to do the that before we do the then. We must pray, and then miracle signs and wonders will follow. We're just out of time.